Today is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast for the rest of your Tuesday, cloudy with a 50% chance of snow this afternoon. Highs 35 to 40, north winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Tonight, cloudy, chance of snow in the evening, then slight chance of snow after midnight. Lows in the mid-20s, northeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. That chance of snow, 50%. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow in the morning. Highs 40 to 45, east winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday night, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow after midnight. Lows around 25, east winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday, mostly cloudy, slight chance of snow in the morning. Then slight chance of rain in the afternoon. Highs 45 to 50, northeast winds 5 to 10 miles an hour, 20% chance of precipitation. Thursday night, partly cloudy, lows 25 to 30. Friday and Friday night, mostly clear, highs around 55, lows 25 to 30. Saturday, sunny, highs 60 to 65. Saturday night, mostly clear, lows 30 to 35. Sunday, partly cloudy, highs 60 to 65. Sunday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain and snow, lows around 30, and Monday partly cloudy, highs 50 to 55. After a year of cancellations and significantly altered events, the Haver Chamber of Commerce is preparing for a busy spring and summer season. Executive Director Julie Robbins says it all gets started this Saturday afternoon with the Art Alley Spring Celebration, which was organized by the Highline Arts Council and Downtown Haver Matters. One of our biggest projects is the Art Alley, and we wanted to kind of do a big spring celebration to bring people out, get some fresh air, and enjoy our brand new Art Alley, bring some art through, along with some music. The Art Alley is located between 2nd and 3rd Streets and 3rd and 4th Avenues. The event is scheduled to take place from 3 to 8 p.m. Robin says annual traditions that were altered or canceled last year, such as the Saturday Market and Sounds on the Square, will take place this summer. Everything's kind of going back to normal. Um, As you know, festival days is kind of near the end of the summer. We're hoping to bring that back this year with our parade and everything. We're going to watch our numbers, make sure that we're we're still moving in a good direction, but we're hoping to get back to at least a semi-normal year. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcasters on Wednesday to hear about preparations for the inaugural Bear Paw Marathon. Construction is underway on one of two major projects set for this spring and summer in the Highland Park area of Haver. Public Works Director Dave Peterson says the project that began on Monday is the replacement of the water line on Boulevard Avenue from 11th Street West to Cobra Drive. This is the finishing up of a project in 2013 that ran out of money. So we've finally got enough money in this project now to finish phase two. So we're going to go in and um, replace the water lines here first. Peterson expects the project to take between 40 and 45 days. During construction, residents in the area should expect street closures. They will do the road closures probably one block at a time. So originally as this starts, the road will be completely blocked off from 11th Street to 10th Street on Boulevard Avenue, but everybody will have alley access to their properties. The other project scheduled for Highland Park is expected to begin in late April or early May, and will consist of road work on Boulevard Avenue from 11th Street West to 8th Avenue West and down the S-curve to 2nd Street West. 
There are other projects scheduled for this spring and summer, but those should have less impact on residents. This includes work on the storm drain on 7th and 8th Avenue by 12th Street, replacing a bent column in the west water tank, maintenance on the elevated water tank at Optimus Park, and other miscellaneous road work such as patching, repairs, crack sealing, and maintenance. The Montana House voted on Monday to keep a controversial bill alive that would limit transgender women's rights by sending it to a committee to rectify differences between the House and Senate versions. The UM Legislative News Service reports House Bill 112 would bar transgender women from competing on women's sports teams. It narrowly passed the Senate on a 29-21 vote with an amendment that would nullify the act if the federal government condemns it. Whitefish Republican John Fuller, the bill's sponsor, asked the House to not pass the Senate's amended version. He said rather than immediately nullifying the act if the federal government strikes it down, the state should wait for a lengthy appeals process. It's important to note that the appeals process probably will take about two years and we would be back in session in plenty of time to change the law if the federal government says we are not in compliance. HB 112 is similar to bills filed in dozens of other states, including Mississippi, which just passed the Mississippi Fairness Act. The NCAA released a statement Monday saying it will only host championships in places that provide environments that are safe, healthy, and free of discrimination. Quote, the NCAA has adopted a policy to allow transgender athletes to compete on teams that align with their gender identity. Taking a look at local COVID-19 updates, we'll start with Hill County, which reported no new COVID cases and two recoveries between April 10th and 12th. Total case count for Hill 1949, active cases 3, recoveries 1903, deaths 43. Over in Phillips County, they reported no new positive cases of COVID-19 and two recoveries between April 8th and 12th. They still have two individuals remaining hospitalized due to COVID illness or complications. Total case count for Phillips County, 525, with two active hospitalizations, 507 recoveries, 17 deaths. We have not received COVID updates over the last 24 hours from Blaine, Shoto, or Liberty counties, but we'll make sure to keep you updated once they're provided. Turning to state news, we'll start off with today's COVID dashboard update from DPHHS. Today, Montana reported 198 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 106,426. Active case count 1,005, active hospitalizations 51, death toll 1,526. Counties with the most new cases today, Gallatin 85, Missoula 13, Yellowstone 12, Flathead 10, Cascade, Lewis and Clark, and Ravalli all 9. And looking at the vaccine dashboard for today, total doses administered 597,082 with 250,643 Montanans fully immunized equaling just about 25% of the state's population. Montana lawmakers have overridden Governor Greg Gianforte's first veto. Gianforte vetoed a bill last week that would have allowed the legislature to repeal newer amended rules made by state agencies while the legislature is not in session. The bill would allow the rejection to take place as a joint resolution, which does not require the governor's signature to take effect. Gianforte vetoed the bill last week, saying it attempts to remove from the governor the final authority over rulemaking activities. Supporters say it will allow lawmakers to look at administrative rules to see if they meet legislative intent. Work is set to begin next week on the cleanup of a historic rail yard in central Montana. 
that's contaminated with asbestos and petroleum. The cleanup of the Harleton rail yard is part of an attempt to revitalize a 180-acre site in the central Montana town that lost its largest employer after the last train passed through more than 40 years ago. About 3,000 cubic yards of asbestos-tainted soil will be dug up, wrapped in plastic, and hauled away to a landfill in Great Falls in coming weeks. Workers will return this fall to remove contaminated soil from a second area that once had a 500,000-gallon diesel fuel tank. The Montana Supreme Court has temporarily quashed a legislative subpoena for the state court administrator's emails. They are believed to contain the results of a poll of district court judges on legislation to give the governor more power in filling judicial vacancies between elections. Governor Greg Gianforte signed a bill into law in March, and a legal challenge was filed with the Montana Supreme Court the next day. The legislature has subpoenaed the state for the court administrator's emails after she said she deleted them. The Supreme Court set several deadlines for filing briefs, in the matter. Montana's correctional facilities are scheduled to reopen for visitors and volunteers later this month after more than a year of restrictions due to the pandemic. The state's new corrections director said Friday the department's medical staff consulted with public health officials to create its reopening plan. The Montana Women's Prison in Billings will allow visitors starting April 24th, followed by the Montana State Prison in Deer Lodge and the Pine Hills Correctional Facility on April 29th. Visitors and inmates will both be screened with a temperature test prior to a visit. Montana wildlife officials say a woman was injured over the weekend when she was knocked to the ground in a surprise encounter with a moose. The 66-year-old woman broke her wrist when the cow moose charged at her from a patch of willow trees and struck her as she was walking her dog in Virginia City Friday. The woman told a game warden that the moose was a yearling calf. State officials say moose can be defensive and dangerous in surprise encounters. They advise anyone charged by a moose to take cover behind a tree or another solid object. Sixteen states are backing Alabama's challenge to a new method the Census Bureau is using in an effort to protect the privacy of people who participated in the headcount. A judge on Monday allowed the 16 states to file briefs in support of a lawsuit brought by Alabama last month. Alabama's lawsuit seeks to stop the Census Bureau from using the statistical method known as differential privacy in the numbers that will be used for redrawing congressional and legislative districts later this year. The states are Alaska, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. Police in Missoula say two men died in a head-on collision on a bridge over the Clark Fork River. The vehicle the men were in was speeding in the wrong lane with no headlights when it struck another vehicle traveling in the right direction. The crash happened at 11.15 p.m. Saturday, closing the Russell Street Bridge for about five hours. The men died at the scene. Their names have not been released. Police say the woman driving the other car was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel for Hill County. Winter wheat, $5.38. Spring wheat, $5.75. Plain County, winter wheat, $5.28. Spring wheat, $5.70. Liberty County, winter wheat, $5.43. Spring wheat, $5.75. Shoto County, winter wheat, $5.38. Spring wheat, $5.75. And Phillips County, winter wheat, $5.23. Spring wheat, $5.65. And that does it for your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a good rest of your Tuesday, 
Stay safe out on those roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.